Welcome to the Growing Our Future podcast. In this show, the Texas FFA Foundation will take on a journey of exploration into agricultural science education, leadership development, and insights from subject matter experts and sponsors who provide the fuel to make dreams come true. Here's your host, Aaron Alejandro. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Texas FFA, friends of Texas FFA and all of our stakeholders. Welcome to the Growing Our Future podcast. Uh, It's always an honor to have guests on the Growing Our Future podcast. We love bringing subject matter experts, folks with incredible experience, innovation, leadership uh, to our members, teachers, and, and all the folks that listen in hopes that somewhere along the way, we plant a seed of greatness. We spur somebody's imagination and we make them think, what if we did this? And what about this opportunity? And so I always tell people, if you wanna know what the future is, grow it. And that's what this podcast is about, planting seeds in hopes that we grow better communities, states, and our country. We're honored today to have the CEO of Terra Firma Foods, Ray Utia. Utia. It's a beautiful name. And I, he, I, he knows I'm struggling because I'm going to get it down. It's like Alejandro. Ray Rutia. And uh, Ray is the CEO of Terra Firma Foods. Ray, welcome to the Growing Our Future podcast. Aaron, thank you. I look forward to our conversation today and on how we grow together. I love that. Grow together. Solid footing, solid ground. And that, that I think that we're going to talk about all that. Yes, we will. So anyway, I will post the URL to Terra Pharma so you can check them out yourself. Uh, But we're excited. Ray, we start every one of our podcasts with a very simple question. What are you grateful for? First and foremost, uh, my relationship with God. Secondly, uh, being alive today because tomorrow's promise to no one. And thirdly, to meet great people like yourself and others that have the same faith, same vision, same purpose. And just to be thankful for what we have today. Myself, I have 14 grandchildren. I'm grateful for that. Seven kids, I'm grateful for that. And they're all different. As you know, kids are all different. And all the grandkids are different. And it's just a blessing to um, be called grandpa. I'm Pops, by the way. So I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. I always think, you know, when I think about my role as a development officer, we always have to be grateful for the people that we surround ourselves with, the people that that provide the fuel to make dreams come true. Yes. So we we always like to start with what are we grateful for? Uh, Tom Ziegler, Zig Ziegler's son, is on our foundation board of directors. And Tom Ziegler made a comment one time. He was talking to a group on the East Coast, uh, college students. And he said, what is the opposite of gratitude? And he let that all sink in for a second. And then he told them the opposite of gratitude is entitlement. And when we start with an attitude of gratitude, we start with happiness. We start with joy. We start with energy. When we flip that around on the other side, we're usually griping about something, complaining about something, or, you know, life's not fair. So isolation. So we start with gratitude. So thank you as a CEO. Thank you for starting our podcast off with an attitude of gratitude. We appreciate that very much. 
Ray, tell us a little bit about Terra Firma Foods um, and what opportunities you may see for the future of agriculture or food. Terra Firma Foods is, uh, in its simplicity, is an ag tech company. We have taken technology and wrapped it around growing food in a confined area, a controlled environment. And the outcome of that is primarily all your greens. Uh, we can look at tomatoes and other things, but primarily your greens, we grow in abundance. So if you look at soil itself and the greens we're going to be growing, we can average about two hundred six six thousand pounds of food per farm oh. indoors. And once we get the first two growth, two harvests, then they can grow every 17 days, the same abundance. And if I look at food itself, especially pure or, or truly organic food, I think it's a demand in our, in our society. Right now, we uh, import 60% of our organic food in the United States. Now we got to change that, be more self-sufficient without being isolationist, but to help our own people and not have any break in uh, the food security of the food chain itself. The uh, So when we look at the technology we bring to the table, there's technology out there, Aaron, that we don't not even aware of yet, that we're going to probably be part of our fold. But the whole idea and premise here is automate it, make it safe, grow it faster, grow it healthier, more nutritious, greener, um, taste, and all the things that food should be. Um, as a side note, I, I was a, when I was a small kid, I worked at a farm. And with that and being in place, um, I didn't realize those days when I was 12, 13 years old, I'm going to come back and think about that today. Mm-hmm. But it was a great experience because I worked on a farm and we worked, I was able to help harvest it. I was able to help wash it, help package it, and help take it down to the marketplace down in Detroit. So uh, all those things were, that process is already in my head. Now I'm just taking and exploiting it more on a grander scale. And kind of the bottom line to our farm is we want to be 30 minutes from any one of our customers with fresh food. I'll tell you one thing that I like about the discussions that you and I have had offline, by the way, is that we recognize that when we talk about food, it's going to take all the opportunities we have to feed a very hungry world. Yes. And and when we think about, you know, you, you've heard me say many times that, you know, I believe that our country has three vital and renewable resources, youth, agriculture, and leadership. And the fact that we've got y'all involved with youth, agriculture, and leadership, and the fact that we're both trying to do everything we can to get our kids to look forward, I think it's very important that we learn from our history, but it's also important that we dream big dreams of what our possibilities are. Solving those food problems, when I hear you talk so passionately about that, you're, you're providing another pathway to solving some of those food problems. If you look at uh, the world right now, we have seven and a half billion people. There are two billion people malnourished in this world. Mm-hmm. 40% of the world has no water, drink, good drinking water. In 25 years, we have 10 billion people, 10 and a half billion people. So I've always, I've always said this in my presentations that if there are a thousand of me out there, just like us, it wouldn't be enough. Because more people are becoming, and the thing that will never go out of style is hunger, eating food, eating good, healthy food, not something that somebody 
And I think right now there are people just, they're just eating, come to see the leftovers of somebody else, which isn't fair. I never believed that. And in our own backyard here in Illinois, there's a food bank, there's a shelter, and I've served at them. And I go, why is this? Nobody was born getting a food line. Mm-hmm. Every one of us human beings. And how do we help this? So part and parcel of this, when I look at the future of, of food, I look for the next hundred years. And that's why I'm looking at terraforming foods. I may not be here at that moment in time, but the foundation will be. And whoever takes this idea and expands on it, and maybe they'll go a different direction. Sure. Maybe maybe be in the sky. I don't know. But they'll have a foundation to work from and something's already been done. I think the other side of that is that as terraforming foods, one of the things we're going to be doing is giving 10% of all our production away of every single farm that we have. Wow. Because I believe people deserve to eat good food. <laughs> you don't have to, what, what, what are we paying for it for? Man, know why from profits and people get caught up in that. But I think we have a responsibility to our kingdom to feed others when we can and how we can. Well, uh, uh, the reason I value that message, by the way, Ray, is that is a message of core values. That is a message of stewardship. And so many times we think of stewardship just as, you know, I've got to steward the land or I've got to steward a livestock project. No, we've got to steward our organizations. We've got to steward our companies. We've got to steward mankind. And that's an incredible message that you just shared. And with FFA and the the young young minds are our future. They have been since the beginning of time and they'll continue to be in the future. And if we can stimulate, to your point, their minds and how to look at something differently, because indoor farming or uh, controlled environment farming hasn't been around that long. Let's say the last 25 years. It's really come to life because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And yep. more people got involved in it. And now it's getting the attention of a lot of different investors. It's getting the attention of uh, people that uh, young millennials, between, I'm going to say 24 to 40. They're very, very conscious of what they eat. Mm-hmm. And they want to know where it came from. Yep. Well, I, let me tell you the reason why I like that, Ray. You know, I'm, I'm always fond of telling people, uh, what's the one way you can guarantee your food's organic? Grow it yourself. Yes. And, and the, and the reason that's an important concept is I think that people that venture into that, whether it's chickens in their backyard or a small vegetable garden, they have a deeper appreciation of just how hard it is yeah. to, yes. to raise food, to, to care for food. And uh, and I think that, uh, you know, we, we, we are always fond of saying when, when we brag about the kids in ag science education in the FFA, what separates those kids from other kids? There's a lot of great youth organizations out there. So what's, what separates our kids from everybody else? And I always tell people it's because in the world of agriculture, if we don't do our job, something dies. Yes. And that is an incredible core value that we instill in these kids. So when you can instill an incredible value of life, and then on top of that, introduce them to innovation and critical thinking and problem solving. Uh, it really makes ventures like that of Terra Firma and the FFA an exciting prospect. I, I get goosebumps thinking about the opportunities and the relationship because it's a very dynamic um, process we can go through to deliver the message. Mm. And food's part of it, but I think it's, Mm-hmm. Young people ingratiate themselves to it. 
and then also taking the, what they've learned and exploit it some other way. Whether yes. it's with Terra mm-hmm. Foods as a company and there's always going to be opportunity there or just take the idea. So I've seen this happen here. What if we tried this? Yep. That's where you make it better. One of the slides that I use in presentations is the picture of an ink blot. And I took that ink blot into a classroom of 25 kindergartners and I asked 25 kindergartners, what is this? And I always ask the audience how many hands went up and everybody always says 25. And I said, no, 50, because how do kindergartners raise their hand? You know, (laughs) all of me, all of me. 25 kindergartners gave me 76 responses as to what it was. Hole in the snow, spit on the street, bug on a windshield, cross section of wood. 76 responses. Took the same ink blot into an adult civic club and asked the adults, what is this? It's one answer. It's an ink blot. Alejandro, if you'll get off the stage, we can get on with our program. And it reminds me of the old saying, Ray, that we enter this world as question marks. We leave this world as exclamation points. Yes. And to solve the problems and the challenges that this world's going to face when it comes to food, we need people that can look at that ink blot and see a lot of different possibilities. Yes. How do they work together? And we couldn't get there without folks like you stepping up to say, we want to support your mission. We want to support these kids. We want to support these teachers. We want to provide them information. And so, again, I just I don't ever want to sound cheesy about how I say thank you to sponsors, but I really want them to genuinely know how much we do value them. We do value the investment that you're making in our kids because, you know, it's it's really exciting to think that, you know, y'all may provide an opportunity for a kid that could solve an incredible food problem 30, 40 years from now because of what we did today. And that problem will never stop being a problem. That's exactly right. Disruption is one yeah. thing you can always count on. Yeah, I, I don't. The, what you're just sharing with me about uh, with young people, uh, I have a different way of putting it. I always told my kids, "You see something, do something." Mm. Not necessarily twist or reimagine what you see, but we have a responsibility to do something. If that's if that something is different, so be it. Make it different. Make it yours. Own it. I like it. Now, um, yeah, I just. I, you know, I think the one thing everybody that, that listens to this is going to know is that we've all, everybody, there's not one person that's here in this podcast, not one, that has not been affected by COVID-19. Not one person. That's right. And there's not one person that's been affected by COVID-19 that saw it coming. <laughs> no. Now, it is, the, how do you fix it? The advantage that we have when it comes to our food future is we do see it coming. And we know what we can do today to empower kids um, to try to solve some of that. Well, I think uh, what's what's taking place in the world today, I'm going to say here in the States, we take things for granted. Our young people, our young kids in certain suburban neighborhoods, uh, the best way to get food is to go to the grocery store. Get off the shelf, take it home, you eat it. And you look at the rest of the world, it's like these opportunities we have in Africa right now. They don't have that luxury. They're starving right now. And one of those things I, I, 
I'd like to have is the opportunity to take kids, young people over there to experience that, not to be hungry, of course, but to experience through their eyes what other people are going through and how we can help them. And how, how do these young people at FFA look at this and say, I know, I know an answer here. We work on it. And they may, they may start the day they come back and they fix it. That right there, again, goes back to the heart. It goes back to the core value of what we're talking about. We are a blessed country, right? We, we, we're blessed with abundance. Yes. Um, I don't know how many different types of Dorito chips there are, but I know I can walk <laughs> miles of them. Um, yeah. I don't know how many different types of toothpaste there are, but I know you can walk down an aisle of them. Yes. And it's a shame to think that today there will be people who will exhale for the last time of their life. And the only thought they had was they wish they'd had something to eat. Yes. And I think that sometimes we sit around and we have debates about traditional farming versus organic farming versus this versus that. And I'm of the opinion, why don't we feed people first and debate later? Yeah. It's all food. It's all food. We got to eat. So let's, let's, let's do it. Okay. Let's change gears. Cause again, yes. If, if anybody ever gets to meet Ray or I, you'll know that we could take and talk for probably two or three hours. Ray, let's switch to leadership. If um, if you could share three leadership tips to, to FFA members, what would you tell them? I think the first leadership skill is I share with my kids, see something, do something. Don't wait for somebody else to get it done. Hmm. I think the second one would be responsibility. Hmm. That when you bring... When people look to you to lead, you have a responsibility to lead and not wait for them to do something themselves to help you lead, but you got to lead yourself. You got to lead by example. I mean, it's the old fashioned truism that's just true. Lead by example. And, and probably the, the last, there's many, of course, but the third one for me would be say what you mean and mean what you say. And I think those three there as a young person, whatever age you are, will carry a long way. Powerful stuff right there. We're, uh, we're fond of telling people, live your brand. Yep. And that's exactly what you just described. Live that brand. Yes. In terms of career opportunities, you know, I, I'm afraid sometimes if kids turn on the news and they listen to adults at coffee shops, they may think that, Things are not very bright ahead of us. Do you think the world's full of opportunities ahead? Constantly. Again, there's things I always say, we don't know what we don't know. And I was no saying, I think it was around the Chicago World's Fair, is that necessity is a mother of invention. And that was when the ice cream cone, when the ice cream met the ice cream cone, the waffle. And now that's the where we eat all the time. If you... One of the things I follow is that if there's a problem, there's always a solution. If there's no solution, there's no problem. And if you understand that what the problem is, even if you understand fully detailed, that's the opportunity. And it may not even exist yet, but it's your opportunity to look at something and make it and create a solution. It's like my goal, if I could, if I could live this goal, is to put food in the Mars with Elon Musk. That's my goal. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, he's down here in Texas now, so you never know what might happen. Maybe you never know. Podcast. 
I'd love to have Elon as a sponsor of the Texas FFA. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Ray, I want to say thank you for joining us today. I know that we're going to have many, many more conversations into the future. Uh, I know there's going to be some real collaborative opportunities between Terra Firma and uh, not only the Texas FFA, but probably Ag Science Education and FFA nationwide. I always like to end on kind of a fun note. So um, I'm going to ask you a fun question here. Okay. What is the best concert you've ever been to? Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong? Yes. That was uh, about 1970, 71. Wow. They were funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a student. I'm a, I grew up in the 70s, so I know exactly the Cheech yeah. and Chong era. And uh, those two knew how to play off each other. Oh, they did. And this is an open-air uh, amphitheater in Alpha, Michigan called Pine Knob. doesn't exist anymore. But these guys were funny. That's and, great. So... I always like to find out what people like. It's funny all the responses we get because it is a whole spectrum. Uh, it just shows you how people are so unique and and what their tastes are. But it also just shows you that, that that's okay because talented people are still talented people. Yeah, they are. Yes, and they are. That's good stuff. Well, folks, thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Our Future. Again, if you want to know what the future is, grow it. Grow it. What we plant today, the seeds, that the attitudes that we put in our heads, the attention of things that we give uh, in terms of our time, all of that is the future that will grow. If you're a Texas FFA member, uh, we hope that you're planting seeds of greatness, of leadership development, of innovation, of, of what ifs. And if you're a teacher, we hope that you're nurturing those ideas, that you're, you're helping grow them. And uh, our collective efforts mean that our community, state, and country are going to be better places to live, work, and raise our families because of what we do. Uh, Ray, thanks again. Look forward to working with you down the road. And that wraps up this episode of Growing Our Future. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Growing Our Future podcast. This show is sponsored by the Texas FFA Foundation, whose mission is to strengthen agricultural science education so students can develop their potential for personal growth, career success, and leadership in a global marketplace. Learn more at mytexasffa.org.